10 years ago, slightly over 10 years ago now, uh, Liverpool were one day away from administration. FSG came in, they rescued them financially, they paid off uh, what was owed to uh, Royal Bank of Scotland. And they had a difficult couple of years where, you know, they had to sort out the squad and stuff, bring people in. But they did that, you know, brought in a fantastic uh, director of football who has a very low profile, um, but just gets on with the job that's at hand and does what he has to do. And they they recruit very well. Obviously, Klopp is the sort of big bonus. They no, I don't think you can legislate for a Klopp just in the same way that you can't legislate for a like a Don Revy or a, or a, a Brian Clough or a Bill Shankly or a Howard Kendall. Um, every generate or or even a Sir Alex Ferguson, which is probably the best example. Every generation, um, Pep Guardiola. Every generation throws up one or two managers that are just way just perform way and above uh, any reasonable expectation of of where they're going to end up. So mm-hmm. they were lucky in that sense, Liverpool. But there's no doubt about it that they've managed the the club extremely well in, in in those 10 years. And I say that because when you compare that FSG have run their club for 10 years and Fahd Mashiri has, won, has run Everton for six years, actually the difference in time is not that great. You know, it's not like as if Mashiri's only been here a couple of years and they've been there 10 years. It's getting to the point now where one would expect to see whatever improvements were anticipated by Mashiri um, to be well bedded in. And the, the difficulty that I have, and I think interestingly, increasingly the difficulty that many fans now have, even those fans who are not that interested in the finances and the governance and the management of, of clubs and companies is that we actually seem to be moving away from where we should, should have been rather than, sort of moving towards it i think if we i think if we were still progressing and if the idea was that after three years we'd be europa league maybe maybe qualifying for champions league but certainly competing for a champions league place if that had taken five years or six years rather than three which was supposedly the original plan evertonians would be slightly disappointed that it's taken that long but we would accept that it's been more difficult than we thought it would be. There's been reasons for it, but we're now we're now progressing. We're now moving in that direction. Yeah. The fact is, though, that I think most Evertonians are now recognizing that we're not moving in that direction at all. The the, the direction that we're moving in is actually we're we're firmly stuck in reverse at the moment, and many clubs are overtaking us, and many clubs are now more competitive for those European qualification places. Um, than we are. And in fact, you know, justifiably, many Evertonians are saying we're potential uh, relegation candidates, let alone uh, Europa League or Champions League candidates. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the big point that we've got to, that people are now starting to recognise that and people are starting to ask the questions why. And in the first instance, you might want to ask the board why, and you might want to ask the manager, the director of football. Um, but Turkeys don't vote for Christmas, so they're not going to give you uh, the explanation that perhaps represents the truth. They're going to give you their version of events, and they're going to justify why no, it's not my fault. Yeah, why they're still in position, but they're not performing. The only person I think 
And I think this is the big difference in what's happening happened in the last few weeks is that the only person that can give an explanation as to one, why the people who have put us in this position are still in position and two, why hasn't he made the changes at board level, chairman level that are necessary to make sure that the things that should happen below that level happen? Why hasn't he done done that? And I think that's I think the point we've got to the point now where fans are they're angry at the board, as as could be demonstrated last night um, at, at Goodison when a lot of uh, abuse was was thrown at. Um, Brands and Kenwright in particular, I don't advocate abusing people, but they're justified in being angry for sure. Um, but really, the question needs to be asked of of the owner as to why he's allowed those people to stay in place for the for the length that they have, because there's George, as you said earlier on, um, you know, definition of madness is an expectation that the same people doing the same things are going to end up producing a different result. They're not. They've shown no evidence of being able to, to produce results which are good enough to advance the club over a six-year period, and in some cases with some of the people over, over much longer than that. So the question is, is why is Mashiri not prepared to make the changes at the top of the club that would allow the club to first of all, reverse the regression that we're seeing at the moment and then move on to um, advancing back up the league, becoming more competitive. And we can all have a waffle now, but what do you think the answer to your own question is? Because you said, at the start of that, you said he's been running the club for six years and I thought to myself, has he? Has he really been running it? Has he been hands-on running it? I'm not sure that he has. I think he's trusted far too much to Bill. And what we're watching is is the end of Bill's career, really, which is that it's not very good. In fact, it's second rate. But I, I don't wish to slag Bill off because I think you're right. But why has Mashiri... What is the answer to your question? Why hasn't Mashiri gone in there with a chainsaw and gone... Sorry, guys, you know, you need Al Pacino from Scarface, don't you? Aki, aki, aki. But why hasn't he? I always used to think in the first instance that he couldn't do so contractually. So when when he agreed to buy the 49.9% and subsequent purchases back in late 2015, early 2016, there was an agreement that said, okay, you're going to buy these shares, but it, it allows me to, me being Bill Kenwright and uh, John Woods at the time and Robert Elson at, at the time, uh, to stay in the business for, uh, you know, two or three years perhaps. And whilst that's slightly unusual in business, it's not unheard of. You know, that does happen where people sell an element, you know, part of their business but retain uh, the management of the business. Doesn't happen often in football. Um, didn't happen with Manchester City. Didn't happen with Liverpool. Didn't happen with with Chelsea, for example. Um, I could argue, I, I could see an argument. Sorry, I could see an argument as to why would, why it might take a couple of years to move the current incumbents out or the then current incumbents out. 
I can't see any argument at all, any justification as to why you'd still be in that position after six years, particularly when um, in terms of performance, the trend of the business, the trend of the club, the trend of the, of the side is flat or, or going downwards. And I can only, I, actually, I mean, to, if, if you force me to have an answer. Please. The, the, it's negligence. Negligence? Yeah. On Mashiri's behalf? Yeah. Why? He's, well, he either trusts the people who are running the club and he believes their explanations as to, you know, as, as we talked about last week, why things hadn't, hadn't happened. Um, or frankly, even though he's spent 685 million by, by my reckoning, uh, you know, he's, he's not that interested. Yeah, that, that's, you know, that, that's what it looks like from my point of view. Ah, oh, well, you know, it's the Derby. I'll be somewhere else. In fact, I'm so disinterested with the whole culture of that city that I'll talk to a talk sport journalist who works for Murdoch and News International. I'll talk to him. Yeah, on the day you, after the match. Absolutely, George. If you strip it down and ask, where does he demonstrate, other, other than through finances, where does he demonstrate any commitment to the club, any commitment to the individuals within the club? Because one could argue he's leaving the board and he's leaving the manager and he's leaving the director of football uh, out to dry. Where does he demonstrate any commitment to the city, to communicating directly with the city, not communicating through an organisation that for some elements of the city is detested almost as much as, as the sun is because they're part of the same stable. Yeah. Where, where's the commitment to, you know, the 40,000 Evertonians or the 37,000 Evertonians that turn up at Goodison every week, the 3,000 Evertonians that go home and away, the hundreds of thousands of Evertonians all around the world that subscribe uh, to, you know, different media channels, subscribe to Everton mem overseas membership, uh, pay for various podcasts, not ours, of, of course, um, and, you know, are fully committed to get up at three o'clock in the morning to, to watch a game of football. Where is his commitment to all of these really important, in fact, most important stakeholders in the club? And there is no body of evidence at all that suggests he, he recognises or thinks in any way that any of these people are important to him. You could even could you not even stretch that back to the last couple of AGMs where he hasn't been present? Well, he wasn't present at the last one because uh, he, he didn't. I guess he didn't need to be because it was a you know pre-recorded and it was the directors, not not the shareholders speaking. But he wasn't. Uh, he certainly wasn't present at the twenty twenty one. Yeah. And it was explained that he was in, uh, again, I think he was in, supposed to be in, in the US and he was uh, doing something urgent regarding stadium financing. Well, we're two years on from that and we still don't have the stadium financing. So um, he might have been there, he might not have been there, I don't know. All I'm saying is, is that he has not shown, other than uh, throwing money uh, at the club and um, you know, that's welcome, but he's not shown any commitment to any of the other stakeholders and not shown any commitment to 
uh, invest in the management, which would make, uh, in, uh, based on the evidence that, that they're not going to improve things because, you know, the same people doing the same thing year in, year out, it's not going to, it's not going to get any better magically next year. Um, he's not made that investment and it really questions his commitment to the club and to the stakeholders within the club mm-hmm. and, and to any uh, sensible or logical uh, reason for believing that things are going to get, get better in the short term because I don't with, yeah without without that change of attitude or without that change of mind or without that change of commitment or without giving that uh, responsibility to somebody who can actually deal with the situation and resolve all of these issues which currently remain on the in the in tray and they've not been touched for and some of them will have a lot of dust on them because they've not been touched for a number of years yeah. Um, nothing is going to change. In fact, we're going to get worse. Our, our, our relative competitive position will get worse because, believe me, there's lots of clubs around around the Premier League who are investing in good quality, either have or are investing in good quality uh, management who are going to make their organisations more competitive than we are. So yeah. if, if we're standing still, and I actually don't think we're standing still, I think we're going backwards. But even if we were standing still, on a relative basis, people are overtaking us. We're becoming less competitive year in year out, and un- until Mashiri recognises that and does something about it and commits to it and puts the resources in, be it his own time or be it somebody else's time that he has to pay for, then we can't expect any difference in, in outcome. So, um, again, I'm-, I'm soapboxing a bit here, but it's now incumbent upon all Everton fans, not only to point out the deficiencies of the board, but more importantly, to point out to Mishiri and to ask why has he not done anything about this? And at what point will he start doing something about it? Because the current um, business practices and the current operations that he executes are just not fit for purpose. And actually, if he really thought about it, and perhaps he does, perhaps he doesn't, I don't know, his interests are totally aligned with us. He's the one. We have a we, we have a, an emotional investment in our club, and it hurts us emotionally. It hurts some some of us financially because of the amount of money that they spend on, on on going to watch the club up and down the country. But predominantly, it's an emotional investment. Mm-hmm. And, and when when we don't perform, that hurts us really really badly emotionally. Yeah, ruins your bloody weekend. Yeah. Um, and you know it leads to endless uh, podcasts like 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 this. Mashiri, on, on on the other on the other hand, has made. I don't think he's made an emotional investment, but he's certainly made a financial investment, and his financial investment is hurting as much as our emotional investment is hurting. Now you could argue that his fa- financial investment doesn't hurt as much because it's only a small element of his overall overall portfolio, which is probably true, but nevertheless. There's a total alignment of interest between the fans who want a return on their emotional investment and what he should want, which is a return on on his financial investment. So it should be relatively easy for the fans to uh, get Mashiri, if if he's prepared to listen, to understand and to recognise that what we're saying uh, aligns totally with his interests. Mm -hmm. And that's different from how the fans approach the board because our interests actually don't align 
at all with the current board because our interests actually say that the current board and the current management team are not fit for purpose and need to be changed. The current board and the current management team, the last thing in the world that they want to do is to see change in their structures. So us as a fan base appealing to the board to make changes, to do things differently, is always going to fall on on on, on deaf ears because it's not it's not in their interest to make changes no. because they are they're perfectly adequately um, rewarded for the poor job that they're doing currently. So why bother changing anything? The for me, the strategy going forward for the fans, for stakeholders who have an interest in the club, is to address Mashiri and to get to Mashiri to understand that our interests are totally aligned with his interests. And he has to do something about it. 